Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I mean, it gives us that opportunity. That's uh, a different year, so the home field advantage might not mean the exact same as in years past, obviously, with the home field crowd. That can uh, make a difference make certain times in the game. But uh, it's important. You know, we know the, you know the weather is an issue always in, in these months. So we'll definitely be hoping for some uh, cold, frigid temperatures uh, in a couple weeks. Those are the words of Aaron Rodgers. Welcome back to Bill Michael's show, broadcasting live from the Gene Wagner Plumbing Studio. Go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com for all your plumbing needs. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com. Follow him on Twitter at EricBaranchek1. And, Eric, uh, let's start with the offensive line first and foremost because when we got word that David Bakhtiari went down for the remainder of the season, I think there was a lot of, oh, my goodness, what are they going to do now? And while it didn't show up statistically yesterday when it came to the number of sacks, they still got Aaron Rodgers and hit him more than a few times yesterday. So how big of a loss is the uh, is the David Bakhtiari loss, do you think? Well, I mean, and let, let, let's do this. Let's get Eric on a better line. That's that's awful. Um, let's, let's do that. Let's put him on hold. So uh, we'll see if we can't get him uh, – Get him into a better area or something like that. I'm breaking up pretty bad. Um, by the way, uh, speaking of things uh, that are that are pretty bad, uh, you know, hey, if you're out and about on the road and you're like, I need something to eat pretty bad, well, I'm telling you, our friends over there at Quick Trip, they got you covered. Take-home meals, prepared fresh in their kitchen, ready to heat and eat in yours. Choose from so many options like fettuccine Alfredo, chicken, a whole lot more. They've got the, uh, the fried chicken. They've got the pothole pizzas. There's so many different menu options. Over there from our friends at Quick Trip. Stop in, tell them we said hi, and don't forget use your Quick Rewards card along the way as well. That is our friends from Quick Trip, and you can stop in and check it out there. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Uh, this one's from Mark real quick. He says, Packers fans complain more because we're used to finding a way to fail. It's not an I told you so thing. It's more of a way to lessen the pain when the bad things happen that's just my two cents that's from mark um no, i get it i understand it you know it's 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 a it's a i i think if you're being honest and you're looking at this you say okay my optimism says why not because i don't think there's a perfect team in the nfc there's not a dominant team in the nfc i think you look at the the kansas city chiefs and what they've done, you can say, you know what, that's, that's a pretty dominant team. Whereas the Green Bay Packers, you can say, oh, they've got a couple of flaws that could ultimately cost them. But, again, I uh, and I think we got Eric back, but I look at this Packers team and I think, why not the Green Bay Packers? But uh, going back to the question that I gave you, Eric, uh, the loss of uh, David Bakhtiari, 
when it comes to schematics and on film, what we see out of that offensive line, everybody's been kind of mixed and matched all season long. But the loss of a leader like David Bakhtiari, the loss of the ability of David Bakhtiari, what do you see moving forward? I I think, honestly, with the versatility of their offensive line, that they're going to be fine. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're going to you're going where you're going to lose some stuff is you're going to see some more pressure leaking off the off the edge a little bit. But the key to that offensive line and making it go is the guard center guard position, and that they are holding up that uh, line of scrimmage and not allowing any any leakage from the middle. And that allows Rogers. You saw it happen a little bit yesterday uh, when Wagner started getting some. Uh, some pressure for, or started getting some leakage off from his side and a little bit from Turner's side, that he's able to step up and slide out. Without that, that uh, uh, guard center guard wall, um, it, it could get ugly. So uh, I think as long as they can maintain the, the line of scrimmage at that spot so that Rodgers can take his step up when he needs to, it, it'll be okay because you can step up, but if it starts leaking up the gut, that's when it gets to be a problem. So yesterday, let's start with that uh, because we saw the run game. It was productive, uh, not you know world breaking, and we saw very little of AJ Dillon. Now I I say it's just because merely trust. It's just being able to trust the blocking scheme. Because remember, you go back to that game against Tennessee. Aaron Rodgers was actually putting his hands behind his back and pointing which way to go. So to me, it's not that AJ Dillon's not a quality running back. It's just that right now they trust Williams and they trust Jones. And Jones obviously has a whole different level, but they just trust those two guys more at this point. Correct. Correct, correct. And the other thing you got to remember, too, is that front seven that they were playing against, you know, what you can say whatever you want about the, the Chicago Bears, that's a pretty solid front seven. And they had Akeem Hicks back. So that was a, a pretty good uh, uh, front seven that they were playing. And they, they didn't really need – they only ran 46 plays. So they didn't really rely on their, their, their running game to do a whole lot. They had short field a couple times and uh, they had a long bomb. You know, they – you know, they just they didn't have a 380-yard performance, you know, so where they needed it. But I thought on the ground they got 80 yards on the ground, and that was enough when you got uh, Rodgers back there. When you look at the defensive side of things, Rashawn Gary starting to come on. Obviously, the linebackers are playing well. But, you know, we talk about Adrian Amos. He just loves playing against the Bears. He just comes up big. That first game that the, 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 of last year, the game again last night, he seems to really thrive against Mr. Trubisky for whatever reason. But and probably because of familiarity, obviously. But when you look at that defense, what is the weakest link in the defense right now? I mean, picking up Snacks Harrison, he got a couple of uh, pressures and a couple of plays yesterday in which he clogged the middle a little bit. Have they shored things up much better? I said over the last seven games, they've only given up 18.7 points per game. Obviously, things are trending in the right direction. Absolutely. And and if you if I had to put my finger on one thing and one thing only, it's the play of Kenny Clark. Um, you know, you know, they missed him early in the season. And when he came back, you know, I know he came back, but there's no way he was a hundred percent because he just wasn't playing it. And you look at the way he has played the last three or four weeks, um, of being disruptive. Now he doesn't show up all the time on, and now D lineman shows up all the time on, on the stag and the uh, defensive statistics at the end of the night. But when you look at being able to, re- to redirect plays, make running backs, make their decision early, uh, that's fantastic, and, and you saw uh, Harrison do it. You know, you know, uh, Lancaster and Lowry—they're pretty good at, at at. They don't make too many mental mistakes, and they are able to hold up the line of scrimmage. But when you talk about being able to shed blocks and take that offensive lineman and drive him two, three yards upfield, 
that's what you're getting out of Kenny Clark, and you saw it with Snacks um, uh, yesterday for a couple of plays. You know, that to me is the biggest step uh, that this defense has taken. And then it allows guys like Barnes and Kirksey to not have to fight off guys all the time. They don't have to run through the trash. They're able to go sideline, you know, gap to gap, uh, fairly clean. So yeah, I, those are the, the big steps that has taken place on that front seven, that or front six, depending on how they're playing. Uh, that makes a difference. And then that's, I, you know, you take a, a step back, look at the next level, um, the way that they're utilizing uh, Amos on first and second downs pretty much at the linebacker level is new. That is not what they have been done early in the season. And that is paying off dividends on some of those short passing, on keeping the tight end under control, on uh, of the, the running back coming out of the flat, and being able to feel comfortable uh, sending a nickel corner on a blitz because you got him to be able to cover up over the top. So those are the two things that have really kind of changed. Uh, you know, when Raven Green went down and they put Amos there, that really uh, – uh, took that defense to another level. I looked yesterday, 34 tackles between Barnes, Savage, and King. And for as much as King is being criticized, and he does at times just launch himself rather than wrapping up, and he becomes more of a highlight, but he ended up with seven solos, three assists yesterday, and two passes defended. I mean, for everybody that wants to point the finger at Kevin King, if he's your weakest link, he's not a bad he's not a bad player. I mean, and they're throwing at him a lot more because they're not throwing at Jair Alexander. That's absolutely for sure. You know, you you hear you see some people make some silly remarks that you know King isn't very good or whatever. I'll tell you what, he if he hits the open market, he is going to be a very wealthy man. He is he is a he is a stout tackler in the run game, coming up and filling in the alley. Yes, I realize that he dives out there and throws it out there, but there are a lot of D backs that make an awful lot of money that kind of just wrestle people down. Uh, the other thing that you really like about him is they, they've been playing more off coverage because what they're trying to do is keep teams in front of them um, and make teams work their way down the field. Seven, you know, if you have a drive where their biggest yard, biggest gain is seven yards and they score, okay, so be it. Most teams are usually going to shoot themselves in the foot with a drop pass or a uh, uh, a holding call or some sort of penalty. It doesn't happen often. It will happen from time to time. But when they does that, he's able to come up and, and tackle those plays, um, and usually it's it's usually tackled up pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I, I for years um, yeah, he's been a good solid tackler and a good and a good perimeter player in the run game. Um, you know, you can shake your head when the guy's getting opportunities like he's getting right now. He's gonna you're gonna see some warts in the tackling, and he's not really. You know, they don't pay those guys to be tough nut tacklers. They're paid to cover and stop the pass. So I, I, I personally will give those guys a little bit of leeway on that, as long as when there's a you know when they're the only force player and they're in the flat and he wraps up and brings that guy down, I'm I'm okay with it. Hey, real quick before I let you go, yesterday uh, only one sackers and technically three. I counted five, but technically three quarterback hurries. Um, you know, rolling Mitch out and putting him on the run, play action, RPOs, stuff like that. It, it, early on in that game, it almost looked like they took a page out of the Matt LaFleur playbook uh, by the way they put uh, Mitch Trubisky on the run. Is that the way, really, that uh, if you're going to sustain drives and you're going to beat the Packers, is that the way you're going to do it? The way, the way you beat the Packers is going to be able to find a way to be successful throwing the ball at 15-plus. That you want to if if you have a your quarterback and your passing game is set up to to be consistently throwing the ball at at fifteen plus 
you could beat the Packers defense, and that's just the way it is. If you do what, what Mitch Trubisky tried to do, or uh, what the Bears tried to do yesterday, this isn't going to happen because that's the, their defense is set up to not let the big play happen, and and that's why Petten doesn't like to do a lot of blitzing and all of that because they want to keep everything in front of them and make you work your way down the field. Now they got lucky on one, and that's going to happen. But it was if you watched yesterday, it wasn't consistent, and the Titans weren't very consistent either. And and some of the reason is. If you have to uh, throw the ball 15 yards, you've got to be able to block for a long time. And the Packers are just good enough where they can make it uncomfortable for a guy. But if they get a good – you've got a team that can really pass block well and you can consistently throw the ball 15-plus, you know, you got your you, – you, you could give the Packers some headaches. Eric, always good. We'll talk again soon, okay? You too. Enjoy your week. It's going to be fun. Be a lot of fun. There you go. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.